This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. And we're back at Off the Break Podcast, your new video podcast. Video featured on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. did this once already, but last time you were in a gold tiger track. I was. I w- and ha- and drinking too much beer and too much. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Got the jitters. It's yeah. different on video than it is with audio. You wouldn't it think, is, but it's shockingly. It feels like the camera and the tripod are another person in the room, and yeah. you keep looking over, and you're like, nope, and they're that's just judging not... you. Yeah, yeah. It's silent judgment coming from that side of the room with no I... facial expressions because it's an inanimate object. Why do yeah. I not feel any judgment at all right now? <laughs> Why indeed? <sighs> I feel wonderful. <laughs> Well, we had so much fun last time, and we're toning it down, being a bit more professional this week, keeping it hopefully short and sweet, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, knowing us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had another monster weekend oh in my the gosh. summer. Yes. And you know, last week I ta- I said how I was hoping the Top Gun dropped more. It didn't, and it's caused some issues. I, <laughs> I did... I have to cancel a couple of light years <laughs> in some spots, Ouch. mostly twins. So that was, uh, that was not fun, but luckily Disney was super gracious and worked with me to bring it in. So it's just really, really hard coming off such monster grosses where I thought for sure Jurassic world dominion would have just sucked the life in the smaller locations. I thought in the bigger, in the bigger complexes, you wouldn't have seen, you weren't going to see much impact. Sure. No. There was like zero impact in these small locations. It was shocking. I don't know, even in the good times, the pre-pandemic times, if I had seen that. It, usually a new film always sucked the gross and the life out of the out of the one that was being held over. In a you know, some of our larger locations, 12, 14, 16 screen locations, Top Gun's gonna play until Labor Day. Yeah. Which is crazy to think. By the looks and, of things. And in the medium sized ones, definitely to the fourth of July. Easily through the fourth. So. Don't you hate it when movies do well? Oh, it's Ugh. awful. It's, the- it's crazy. Here at Off the Break Podcast, <laughs> when we celebrate movie theaters and movies, we hate it when that happens. We're, no, we're, we're so excited. We're here to give you film updates every week. And every week it's like, <laughs> so Top Gun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, Remember it's, that one? It's weird. It's like uh, everybody talks about how the pandemic fundamentally shifted uh, theater going with theaters completely shut down with the rise, the rapid rise in streaming, all of that. But I think in a weird way, it's brought it back to a more old school movie going where people went to the movies because there was one or two movies that they really wanted to see. And they kept going back to those one or two movies. Like we, I didn't think we'd ever see the time where movies would play two or three months, let alone eight months. Like some of the really big releases in the eighties and nineties did. Calm down. Nothing's going to play eight months. No, no, I'm saying, (laughs) no, I was saying two or three, let alone like that. I'm not saying that these ones do it, but they're they are playing longer than Top the, Gun's done well. Don't they're playing your longer own. than the four or five weeks that we used to get out of them pre-pandemic. I know this is week the beginning of week four for Top Gun. Mm-hmm. This is where the the money is made that they always said. Like this is when right. the the legs start and a film goes, and mm-hmm. that's what we hope to see. But you know, the same audience that got excited about Top Gun is going to want to see Thor. Oh, there's an sure. end. There's yeah. an end here. It's yeah. uh, Top Gun's gonna play seven o'clock every night from here just, until 
Thor comes it's out. It's just really nice to see something that is not dropping a lot, that is getting such positive word of mouth, <coughs> that people are seeing repeat viewings of. We haven't had actual really repeat viewings in so long. This is yeah. awesome to be seen. And it just... I feel like that is a glimpse of the past magic that people used to talk about. Oh, the magic of theaters. Well, that was the magic of theaters. That was that repeat viewing, that that ability for a film to touch you in a way that you needed to go back again and experience. Like, we just haven't had that. It, it's always been such a quick one and done scenario or maybe two and done. But this one, this one's lasting. I like, I'm excited for that. Both times I've seen this movie, I've been feeling that sort of magic. It's been kind of hard to be fully invested in a movie when it doesn't feel like audiences really want to be there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they either enjoy the movie or they don't, but they don't quite have those magical reactionary type moments to where it's like authentic rather than like either force or just no one wants to participate in it. But mm-hmm. Top Gun really has been doing that. And it's that old school type of feeling that you're kind of expressing. Right. So it's been really cool to witness that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been touched at the movies since high school, but that's a different story for a different podcast. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something because I said that. Could, I, I was thinking I in my brain, Bravo. like, what is how he going to say? Is he going to ignore this? I I misspoke. I think it was Legally Blonde 2, I think was the movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Fantastic to end that conversation on. Um, well, I would, I, I will just say, though, as was, far as uh, how... Lazy Tuesday afternoon. Okay. <laughs> As far as how the um, box office performed, yes, like Top Gun didn't drop very much. It it really held on very successful and steady. Jurassic World opened bigger than anything I think people were anticipating, especially going into Friday. And you had the industry re-examining projections going into Saturday because surprisingly Jurassic World had a lot of walk-up business, which... The Thursday pre or mm-hmm. early show gross was bigger than expected yeah the fridays on saturday morning was bigger than expected yeah. the saturdays on sunday morning were bigger than expected mm-hmm. wow and they were crediting like walk-up business that people were just kind of you know uh, wanting to go and do something and rediscovering the theater again so that's just that was really really exciting um to see and it, it immense immense grosses but what i did notice was that while those two films were awesome they gross well they got people in the theater you know doing what buying concessions enjoying the films um it though it really sucked the life out of everything else we were playing like the grosses for everything else just dropped like a rock and i think that that is maybe hinting at the fundamental change in how movie going is is that people are going to the movies but they're really only seeing something new and maybe one or two titles are really hitting the mark now. And I don't know if that's going to continue through summer, but um, but I can see that happening. You know, I can see Lightyear finally killing off scene two and where they're holding on, or not scene two, or but bad guys. bad guys. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Bad guys where it's still holding on. And then Minions coming up and killing Lightyear, you know, so I... I at the one time while I'm excited that we might have the possibility of legs because we're having repeat viewings with Top Gun, I'm not under any illusion that, um, you know, that it, it is always dependent on the film, that it is always product driven, that just because Top Gun's getting repeat viewings doesn't mean these other future films are going to be treated in the same manner. And if that's the case and we don't have this, this people coming back in these strong grosses holding up 
and we are, as one industry person put it, a market of a single film a weekend, mm. we're going to have holes. We're going to have big holes in some of these. I mean, I'm not even talking about the 14 screen complexes. I'm just talking about like eights. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have some some issues, especially in August. And I've been talking a lot with Ken and um, other people, other bookers and stuff, and, and just... Ha- what does this mean? Like when I talk to an exhibitor, I've heard the one-off comment like, oh, it might be better to be closed or have the screen down than it is to play Down Abbey doing $100. Like, so what is that breakover point? And is that going to be a new normal? Like is, is an exhibitor going to have to look at this and say, hey, my operation cost to operate this screen for this day for this many shows might not be there because you have, because it's so expensive to run it. If you just take it on a by auditorium basis, all the lighting, the labor and um, all the energy costs, like all, all the costs that go into having that auditorium, whether it's heating, air conditioning, energy for the projectors and for the lighting staff to make sure it's cleaned and all that that all has a fixed cost and so there's a fixed cost for doing business in the auditorium and when you add those costs to all the auditoriums together it starts getting really expensive and if you're not making the gross you know if you're not getting the people in and you're not making the return on the investment of the seat does it make sense to have that screen dark and is that how how much does variety in the number of titles you have in a complex matter anymore? And those are some kind of questions that we got to start exploring probably in the next few podcasts as we kind of feel this out. But I really think that we're running into a, if, if this holds up, if what happened this last weekend where audiences just went and saw Top Gun and just went and saw Jurassic World and pretty much didn't see anything else. That's what I was looking at the yeah. numbers again. It was a $212 million weekend for the top 10. 198 million of those dollars went to two films. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, number three was Doctor Strange with mm-hmm. less than five million for the weekend. Right. <laughs> and I just saw where Doctor Strange finally crossed the 400 million mark, but most of that was made in the first two weeks. Like, yeah, it was really front loaded, Cody. Don't super you think it was front loaded? I, I thought it was. It was. Don't, don't throw that back in my face. It was front loaded. Just like just like Jurassic World is probably going to be front loaded, but we'll see how so that is holds up. So the trailer up. on a semi truck because you load the front first. <laughs> Literally everything is front loaded. Anyways, <laughs> moving on from the front loading. Um, yeah, it just, if that's the case. Does it even make sense? Obviously, we want to find alternatives. You know, it might not make sense to hold product as long as we are just to have it. But I was really thinking about why am I doing this? Why why am I holding something? And for a lot of the answer is because I want variety in my titles. Well, maybe somebody will come and go to it. Well, Obviously, they're not. Like, if you go by the numbers, they're not coming and going to it. And I think that Doctor Strange Gross only did as well as it did because it was spillover. It was spillover because Jurassic and Top Gun were sold out. What's the next best film? Doctor Strange. Because you're not going to go to bad guys. You're not going to go to a kid's movie if you're there looking for Top Gun and Jurassic. And we're looking at this moving forward, too. Next Mm -hmm. week, we have two, you know, regular wide release films with... Elvis and Black Phone, but if you think 
Lightyear is going to be huge, and Jurassic's going to stay up there, and Maverick's going to hang around. Do you even open these films? Do right. you give away screen space from something that's going to be X amount of dollars already that's guaranteed? Right. And even further down the list, like we have, uh, is it Roadside's uh, Mr. Malcolm? Yep. On July 1st? Uh, Bleecker Street. Bleecker Street. Street, yeah. It's Bleecker Street. Yeah. We have that on July 1st. And normally, if you can get something like that in, again, it's good variety. It's right. something else that you bring it, in. Because you think you want to appeal to all audiences, all demographics. You're trying to get everybody in. But it's a Minion screen eater. Yeah. And Minions is going to be the one of the biggest movies mm-hmm. of all time. It's going to be massive. <laughs> it's going to fall in the top 20. Yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah, it's it's really rethinking what the purpose of the theater is, what the purpose of the entertainment is, what the customer really wants. Like when somebody comes in, are they looking for... Are, I, I just don't think anybody coming to the theater anymore goes, hmm, I don't know what to watch. What do they got? Nobody... I I just don't believe that people do that anymore. That, that people... what I feel like what they do is they get on their phone, they look... And they, then there in that moment, they might say, oh, look at what they've got playing. But they're probably looking to see if the latest film is that they want to see is when there. When is this newest movie that I've heard about playing? Yeah, because I think that a lot of, if a film doesn't spark and doesn't have that huge marketing and doesn't have the newness push, it gets lost in the white noise of between all of the films in the, in the exhibition industry and all the films on streaming. Because they people are getting marketed to on those streaming films, just like their regular movies. So in the, in the consumer's mind, they're all movies all together, all jump jumbled mm-hmm. up. And they're just looking to see, Oh, is it playing at a movie theater? Or is it, do I, what streaming what show, service or what show time is best for me? Yeah. They're no. not, I don't think anymore. They're going and they're saying, Hmm, this is what's on Netflix. And then they go and they go, Hmm, this is what's on my I phone. Have, I have a dinner reservation at six. What yeah. movie starts at seven thirty? Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, how soon after dinner can I get to see the new this? Yeah. The new this. And if that's the case, and and we may be seeing that change in behavior by only the first few films being uh, such top grossers, sucking all of the money out of the out of the box and leaving the other other guys with nothing, why even have them? Why why have them and why be and why show that screen and operate that theater at that fixed cost if you're not going to get a return on your investment? And is is it really bad to have dark screens? Is it terrible? Is it so terrible to have eight screens and play three films? And maybe have a two two or three like the I wouldn't know that the screen is dark going in. Like I don't care yeah. what I don't care what's in the other auditoriums. Yeah. I only care about what's playing in my auditorium that I'm heading to and right I in that moment. I was exploring this with a multiplex owner earlier in the week, mm-hmm. talking about every one of his twelve screens starts a film between six thirty and seven thirty at night. That's not always feasible because it's so many people coming into the theater. Right. But he stopped caring. He doesn't have a choice. Yep. Everyone's shifts overlap. People are off at 7.30 at night for employees Mm -hmm. because he has all these shows because that's when people are available and have time to see a movie. Yep. And that's when they start and they're over by nine. Yeah. (laughs) And and then they're they're in and out and and they're it. It would be nice to have a little bit of variety. You want, 
I, I feel bad for the exhibitor because you want variety and space in your show times so that you don't crowd your lobby and your concessions so that somebody doesn't look at it, see that there's a mass chaos, a jumble of people and say, no, not today. I'm not going to get my <laughs> M&Ms. Yeah. Not today, concession stand. You're not getting me because they don't want to deal with the crowd. So mm -hmm. crowd control is a major issue. And <coughs> But if you had eight screens and you were only playing three films, the three films that people really want to see, like maybe like next week it would be, um, you know, like it would be a Top Gun holdover. It'd be a Jurassic holdover, a Lightyear holdover. Probably mm -hmm. lose Doctor Strange by then. And Elvis, and yeah. And Elvis, maybe not even play Black Phone, but at an eight, you're probably playing Black Phone. But those are your those are your films, and and you look at that and you're like, huh? Well, I've got now a couple empty screens here because I'm not holding over Do Doctor Strange doing nothing and or Downton Abbey or Bad Guys or anything. So why don't I all uh, shift the show times, get people in, get them seated with concessions, start a show very close, but enough time that the concession stand emptied, get that group in, and then I'm done for the night. Maybe I don't do nine o'clock mm -hmm. shows. Maybe I don't do later. Maybe I just go and stack, like you said, if everybody's off at seven, I have a seven, a 7.15, a 7.30, and then that crowd control makes the concession area so much more attractive. It'll, mm -hmm. It en enables the concession area to be visible and to get people to guilt by so yeah. much more easily. Oh, especially if they know. I've got to wait in in line for five minutes so i'm gonna buy everything i need for the yeah. entire movie <laughs> you want to wait in the line a long enough that they like peruse the <laughs> offerings yeah you know like they're like hmm those uh you don't want to have a line that looks like the skittles uh, it's a are small looking really good Disneyland. Yeah. yeah but you want to have <laughs> exactly. enough of a line that's like okay i'm not gonna get food poisoning right <laughs> <laughs> like that restaurant that's empty on a saturday night when you walk right. in you're like uh-oh uh -oh. <laughs> there's something wrong here like like warning signs <laughs> Yeah, so, man, there's just such a change in nuance, and and these are part of the conversations I'm having daily about. Okay, I'm book. Yeah. I've booked you this. Let's talk about how we're actually going to show it. How many screens do you have? And we're starting to have frank conversations now about let's let's not hold that two hundred dollar gross. Let's get out of that and let's see oh. what we can do. Is there an alternative? Maybe. Maybe a UFC fight or something is an alternative. Um, is there something in the community that you could rent out? Maybe it's a corporate buyout for a corporate retreat and you you license something privately for them. Um, it you know it's just really starting to look at it and say, and have the ability of your managers or you yourself execute on filling these screens with something other than movies. That might and, be an alternative. And rethinking what your opening screen count is oh, which has been so sure. crazy because if you have 10 a 10 screen complex the most screens you've ever had on a movie ever 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 would be five would be a crazy number half your complex half yeah. your complex for uh, an avengers for a star wars mm -hmm. for something would have been crazy and now it's not out of the realm of possibility to open thor on seven screens right well <laughs> just for show times thor just... is black um, phone and Elvis going to hold up into Thor. Maybe. So there's two screens there, but they're the third weeks. And if they don't pop, you don't know if you're going to hold it for a third week. And Minions week. has two, and then you can put yep. matinees on Thor. Yeah. But, I mean, you're looking at 
you know, where 50% was a crazy number before, right. that could be the so starting now, point. So for we're a now lot of these two phones. or three minion screens so that you get plenty. Cause you want screens available for daycares, uh, camps, all of the, all the people coming in. So, so minions will be a huge, um, like matinee early hour business. Mm -hmm. So you do multiples of those. You're going to do safe, start at five screens with Thor. We're in a 10 plex. We start at five. We have two or three minions. Now I'm at eight. I, I, on all the screens and on some of those minions, I could actually add more Thors. So now I'm at five and a half Thors to, to open granted. And then you might have black phone and Elvis. Four films, four films in a tenplex. Like this is, Which it, it rubs exhibitors the wrong way because they're like, no, I need more. I can't have just four films. But the, but if those are the four films everybody's going to, why are we holding anything out? Why are we holding Lightyear? When no one's going to show up. If for nobody's going to show up. And the standard yeah. pre-pandemic mm -hmm. for ten screens was like twelve films. Yeah. Because you have one showing of three films on one screen mm -hmm. and three holdover films on another screen, and then you'd have. One new film here, one new right. film here, one, and you'd have. I mean, twelve was a pretty it's, solid number. You'd always have more than ten on split, screen. But you're, I, I just find that people are splitting up their schedules so much that that they are not offering enough of the showtimes that people actually want to go see, and confusing the showtimes of trying to catch the other people. But the reality is, nobody's going. No, nobody's really going down the road they're not gonna four weeks out discover downton abbey and be like i need to see that and if it's one person that does that that eight dollars is not worth the cost it took you to to run and and lose that screen for that film majority of people know by now the decision yeah. was already made mm -hmm. exactly yeah so but it's hard i am talking to exhibitors that have been in the business for 30 years oh yeah it it is a hard conversation to have to say can we find something else? Can the screen, it, are you better served with a dark screen? No. The The great thing about Top Gun doing so well is they're falling into those habits of the late 80s and 90s where there's no question in their mind that they can hold this longer. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm always getting, I'm getting stories now every day mm -hmm. about, oh, I remember when E.T. came out. I remember when Home Alone came out and we played <laughs> it for an entire summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh -oh. like, it's yeah. really fun though to hear it. <laughs> It's a change. So on the one hand, we've got that situation where, where yeah, we're holding Top Gun so long, and it is the opposite of what I just said. People are still going. Yeah. But then on the other, you've got these other films that, I mean, they just are dying off so quickly. And, and I'll tell you, this is not going to help the windowing cause in the future. Not that you can make people go to these films, but it's just giving the studio's ammunition to say a window is three weeks. A win, a, you exclusive window in the cinema is three weeks. And we're really pushing longer than that. We mm -hmm. would like five to six, eight weeks would be, you know, ideal. Enough time that people don't get in the habit of immediately seeing the streaming. But I think the reality is, is that um, they're not, if they really want to see a film that bad, they're not going to wait for it on streaming. Like you're not, those people that say, oh, I'll just wait for it on streaming. They're not, they're not going, they're not really going to the theater and they're not, and if they do go, they're probably not buying concessions or probably not making the evening out of it. They're not who you should be marketing get in to and get out. Yeah. It's the theater is both stuck in the community and a, an, and an anchor for community. And at the same time, can't appeal to everybody in the community. Yeah. And that's a hard, hard it's thing hard to business. balance. Yeah, yeah, you being so central, such a hub of the community, and yet 
real in reality, you can't play things for seniors if seniors only show up on a discount day and don't buy concessions. And you can't appeal to, you know, the rated R art house crowd if they're only coming inconsistently on certain films. And again, not not buying enough concession to sustain you. Mm -hmm. So while everybody gets super upset about the um, about the superhero movies, they're the ones that people are showing up for, and they're the ones that people are buying concessions when they show up for. You're getting a certain type of of customer, and that's the customer sustaining the theater. So, yeah, that's that's a hard reality about you know we like variety, we like all these things, but there is a fixed cost to show that movie, and if you're not going to make a return on your investment, you either need to go find alternative revenue sources to support that. I'm not saying you can't support that kind of movie going. You can't support senior films or independent films but you better be having the revenue to make up for it because they themselves may not support you in your area by by themselves and right how many downton abbeys are there how many everything everywheres are there right these oh, there should be more there <laughs> in in the multiverse there are an in the, not in this one yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's only so many of these movies and the ones mm-hmm. that pop the ones that work only work for a certain amount of time (laughs) you can't you can't hold on to these things for so long because we Mm. do have the the new world of streaming yeah you do have competition the competition is not the theater down the street anymore the competition is the media and the living in the consumer's living room it's in your hand now it's your iphone you're literally competing with a device that can get download anything anywhere at any time Mm -hmm. i mean Literally, if you're standing in the woods with your cell phone and you have a signal, but you don't have a flashlight, you have a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Because you can download a flashlight. You yeah. don't have a compass. You can download a compass. The, 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 the phones come with flashlights now. You don't even have to download it. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> anyway, I realized we got so excited about how well everything was doing. Right. We skipped the release calendar changes, which is how we always start these episodes. Oh, yeah. We, we got so pumped. We went into booking strategies so quickly. <laughs> And Start that, off with the good, right? Yeah. Let's try it differently. And the and the dark theater concept. We will be exploring this more in our podcast. Like the good, oh, yeah, the bad, the ugly of Moving it all. Moving forward, right? Yeah. In different episodes. I'm done with the dark theaters today. I'm excited. Yeah. We have literally light year coming to us this weekend. I will say, though, I'm super excited about light year. I think this is going to be a wonderful Pixar film. I'm already hearing backlash about people. There is a undercurrent of criticism to this film that is unwarranted because nobody's seen they've not seen it mm-hmm. but um you know there is some backlash because of a kiss in the movie and um i do think that it, it, this hasn't gone away this criticism that it's not tim allen as the voice no tim allen (laughs) it's just shocking i'm still hearing about complaints that oh did they replace indiana jones cody or they put a really old ass harrison ford on screen they put a really oh okay oh and it's not even tim allen on screen it's just his voice yeah oh so confusing how would anybody know i just would like to point out that patrick warburton was the voice of buzz Lightyear in an animated show so I don't know where this complaint is coming from because it's already happened already. It's become just this narrative out there. That, yeah. And it's feeding on itself just like some QAnon conspiracy theory that it's just like that. It's become the narrative. Well, Hollywood is silencing certain voices because they didn't have Tim Allen be the guy. So that's why they replaced him with another white guy. Yeah. 
Calm down, CNN, sponsored by Antifa. Gosh. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating. It and, is. And as an exhibitor, you're like, it's still a really good movie. It's still kids and family friendly. It's still from the Disney company. It's yeah. not, it's not like this is going to be awful or propaganda here. I bet like, you that kiss is also quick. You won't. Oh, I don't even think there probably really is a kiss. You know, Impossib- you don't know. Impossibly quick. Yeah. It's yeah. probably just like progressive, what but not too can, quickly. Yeah. Can I go to my or most controversial take of the week? Sure. sure. They released a new bros trailer today <laughs> and I want to see the movie. now. <laughs> yes. I have blocked the first one out of my mind. I know. <laughs> this I, new trailer is the trailer. <laughs> I was listening to you watch it and you're like, this is so good. And then I was listening to Kyle watch it and he was giggling it's, under his breath. Yeah. And I was like, Kyle, what's so funny? And he's like, it's this bros trailer. It's, and I'm like, Universal, why didn't you just go with this trailer it's, first? It's, you traumatized a whole room learned. of exhibitors. Well, it's too learned. late. It's too late now. It's they too late. You traumatized yeah. them. You've, you've already gone out and overstepped the bounds. You've, already, you've crossed the line with them, and now they are f- afraid of your film. Yeah. This was, yeah. it looks like a Judd Apatow gay romantic comedy mm-hmm. it looks very well written and very well i mean there's nothing about it that tells you that this is gonna cross a line that's gonna no. be super raunchy <laughs> yeah. but the, but that would be fine to trick like no offense exhibitors but it would but be fine to trick exhibitors it's but with be, audiences no, i think the surprise would be worth it no yes. rated, it's going to be rated r right you know what you're going to see when you walk into the movie you know mm-hmm. it's going to be rated r yeah. so if you have to go into a rated r gay romantic comedy well, I guess there's going to be some dudes kissing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're prepared for that walking in. And for the yeah. people that walk in blind, well, they walked in blind, that's on them. Watch a trailer. <laughs> yeah. The, Those type the, of people. But not the first trailer. Not the first did you, trailer. Did you watch the new one, Cody? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Are you no. kidding me? I must no. you, would, make you, you would like it. it. You would like I'm, it. I'm, I liked it. the first trailer up until that one part where I was like, oh, no, this is going to upset so many people. But I thought the first trailer was super funny. Like, this it looks is. like no, a really funny is. movie. The, the first trailer, I was so distracted by everything going on that yeah. you missed out on some of the humor. This, You guys also trailer. saw it at CinemaCon, so you were surrounded by, you know, exhibitors, and you were thinking in that mindset, it was too. So not the best place. Situation, to, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the You're correct being trailer. Judged to play. by your peers in the crowd mm-hmm. by your reactions to that, and that's not the fu- like that's not the fun place to be yet in a position of. Yeah, for but. sure. Okay, the other hot take I have. Yes. Ryan Gosling is the hot version of Ryan Gosling again. <laughs> He's made a full circle. He's, he has. He's back. He had like face tattoos, sh- and then yeah. he had a weird suntan, and he was always gloomy in every movie he was yeah. in. Yeah. He was always, he did that one movie with Steve Carell where he's like, I'm the shirtless, handsome guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, crazy. What was it? Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Was it that yeah. one? Yeah. He did that, but then he was like, I'm an actor. He thought right. he was Bradley Cooper. Turns out he's Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> he can do both. He can do both. <laughs> he can do he both. He needs a paycheck, this, maybe. This stupid picture. We're going to have to use this as the front of the podcast. If, if people <laughs> yeah. haven't seen the picture, uh, I think it's Warner Bros. They released a picture of... Ryan Gosling, I think he's supposed to play in the, Ken in, in the, the new Barbie, Barbie movie. Yeah. It looks like he's chiseled Barbie out of movie. marble. It does. It's <laughs> when they, It's glorious. When they announced the Barbie movie, I never felt it was more inadequate in my entire life. <laughs> when they announced the Barbie movie, it was immediately followed with "I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world." Son is not part of the movie. 
Like that was everybody's first reaction. Like, are they gonna have the song in the movie? It'll be in the credits. No. They have to have that song in the It'll movie. It'll be in the credits. If There's I no was that way. terrible, they, shitty one-hit wonder band, yeah. I would hold off until the very end of post-production before I signed off on that number. Yeah. <laughs> before I gave away that. Hey, make your money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, necessary. The picture is just funny and hilarious. Is he and supposed to look plasticky? Like yeah. They were like one of those chumbawamba like, bands that plays their it, song at the beginning, waxed? in the middle, and then okay, at the I'm end getting of back the to the picture because I haven't seen <laughs> it. No, nope, one hit wonders. Is he super waxed? Like, I mean, I don't know. Glistening. I have no idea. I have no idea what this movie is gonna be. No, I'm asking you about the picture. Yeah, I I know. I have no idea. I have no clue if it's supposed to be like dolls coming to life or if it's like literally a Barbie or, world. This is the image. What? <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Why is he so bleached, blonde hair? Because uh, Ken that, is bleached. Is that right? supposed to make him look? I don't know. Yeah, all the kids. He are, literally looks like a doll. All Kens are blonde. <laughs> <laughs> We're all that handsome, and our stomachs all look like that. <laughs> I am distracted by the chiseledness of the physique. Same. But, <laughs> but as I start absorbing the other components, it's a lot of uh, Canadian tuxedo action going on, jean on jean on jeans. Mm-hmm. Um. There's so much pink in this. Is there he, a problem, eh? He <laughs> is so bleached. And he it's an older version of Ryan Gosling. He's so it's really old. throwing me off because it looks like um Ken, it looks like Ken's dad is a bar is a doll. Like this this is daddy Ken version. This is oh. not this is not young Ken. And this took the turn. Yeah, no. There's a lot oh. going on here when I have the same name. <laughs> Kyle's like your dad. Well, I don't That's weird. like this. <laughs> Can we stop? I was this? not Kyle trying says... to be inappropriate no. or create something, but um, I I don't know. I don't know about that picture now. Now I'm not as excited. It's kind of creeping me out. Maybe that's the point, though. I don't know. Is it supposed to be the point? I don't know. I have no idea what this movie's gonna. I be. I don't know how I feel about it. It's I just am... it's just wild. Like from the sounds I've heard about this movie, they're. Like, so many of the actors, there's, like, a bunch of good actors in it, and they're coming out and being like, "This no one's going to see this movie coming. Like, you just, and I'm like, what is this movie going to be? Like, it's, it's so thing. weird. It's the same thing as Transformers. There's just so much money. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to, like, we're going to make 19 of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we brought that up, though. That needed to be brought to everyone's attention. So go find the photo. <laughs> Kyle will post the photo as part of the podcast so everybody can see what we what i just witnessed (laughs) (laughs) we all saw (sighs) okay what do you have any other hot takes god no i'm ready to get out of here well we got to go over the release schedule changes we kind of did this podcast backwards today but that's okay Eh, all right switch it up um so real quick the film distant from universal moved back from september of this year to january of 2020 Three. So so distant got so it went from terrible distant? September to dumping ground January. So I'm thinking hmm, there might be some issues with this movie. Do 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 nothing to see here. Yeah, carry uh, on. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Is not got pushed back to April of next year. Yep. And um, that's Lionsgate moving that one. Supposed and, to have released in September. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about Lionsgate. They haven't had a title in a while um since february <laughs> yeah i think this was maybe gonna be their next one and I guess so i don't remember what else they have yeah 
So, so it got pushed to like the week before a giant Marvel release. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure. that that one I think is ripe for being moved again or sold to mm-hmm. streaming. I I would not be surprised if that's doesn't get sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Revolution. Um, it I was on set. Jesus Revolution. Ah, okay. French. Okay. <laughs> is oui, now. Oui. <laughs> if you want to know how I feel about the French, listen to last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Is, is now uh, it been reset in uh, February of 2023. I mean, Lionsgate usually has yeah. uh, faith-based movies around that time mm-hmm. anyway, so not too surprising. Uh, Bed Rest from STX is it is now unset. It was. Uh, a july 15th mm-hmm. but we had that's not surprising we had like no information on that they've been and very uh quiet um they have, lately i don't meaning, know meaning quiet meaning that every person i've worked with stx is no longer at stx yes so <laughs> yeah. i don't think that they are lawn for the distribution Their realm anymore they don't exist yeah. the website still has national champions on the front page last time i checked <laughs> which came out in early december so Two, yeah four theaters yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm really excited. Um, there is actually Crunchyroll is coming out with another Dragon Ball uh, movie. This is Dragon Ball Superhero. So um, that's coming out August, which we desperately need an August title. And this one is going to be fantastic. So I was happy Crunchyroll came through with a good Those August Crunchy title. Crunchyrollers know what they're doing, too. Yeah. Shout out to our crunchy rollers. <laughs> and that was it for the re- release schedule changes. Okay, that wasn't too painful. No. Okay, was, now let's get into right. the booking strategies. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, let's talk about... Don't know. So how do, yeah. we, how do we end these? How do we, <laughs> what are we going to do here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think everybody should have a good weekend. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> and we're out. Yes, um, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to our new YouTube channel at yes. Off The Break Podcast. Uh, and also leave comments. Let us know what you think about the show. Right. Uh, give us feedback. We'd please, love to hear from you guys. Please be gentle with the feedback. We're vulnerable because yeah. this is we new to us. <laughs> I mean, I will take constructive criticism as long as it's gentle. Exactly. Kyle, yeah. you really need to do some sit-ups or something. It's getting... It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a little uncomfortable watching I mean, on screen. If the, compar- I'm, it's, uh, the picture of Ryan Gosling will be right next to me, and you'll guys see just how terrible I look. You oh. Know? <laughs> you don't want me to print it off like, and put it for motivation above your desk? Like, come on, this is what we've got to achieve. This is, I look this like is the peak ben of what an employee should look like. I look yeah. like Ben Affleck ate Ryan that. Gosling. <laughs> All right, on that note. (laughs) And I'm such a lucky woman. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.